Are you ready to become the go-to in your industry without having to fake it till you make it? I'm Caroline Vanatta, and I teach creatives like you the key that unlocks radical confidence so you can be proudly known as a creative expert. We're going to have meaningful conversations here to highlight the mindset shifts it takes to become your industry's go-to and stop trading dollars for hours. Today, I am talking with Kelsey Baldwin of Paper and Oats, and she is like one of the OG digital product creators. She has been doing this for a long time. And I love how we get to talk about how she's kind of created this expert business that is in alignment with her. Like she does launch strategies that feel in alignment with her more introverted personality. And not only does she have so much like wisdom and experience in the online space and creating a really successful business, but she also has an amazing story and a really amazing reason behind why she's doing what she's doing and showing up the way she is and the kind of lifestyle that she's able to have with her daughter because of the success of her business. So Kelsey is so amazing. And send me a DM, send Kelsey a DM to let us know what you think after the episode. Kelsey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Can you share with us a little bit about your story and how you got here? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. So I am a graphic designer by trade. I went to school for that. And after school, kind of worked at a design agency here in town. I'm, I live in Springfield, Missouri. So I worked there for a long time and kind of did freelance on the side. And they were really great. And it was like a smaller agency. And they kind of started it being at their old jobs <laughs> as a side thing. And then it became this actual business. And so they were really encouraging people to also freelance and like supportive of that kind of thing, which was cool. So yeah, I worked there for about five years and then went full time with freelance work with clients and kind of around the same time ended up launching my first course, which is the InDesign field guide. So teaching other creatives how to use Adobe InDesign. And so somewhere in there, a little bit before that, I'll back up, (laughs) got ahead of myself. A little bit before that, I was married and my husband asked for a divorce kind of out of the blue. So I was kind of thrown into this, like, you know, losing an income basically, and then found out I was pregnant on the same day, actually. So kind of launched into single motherhood. All of a sudden, kind of life took a huge detour But that was right around the time that I was kind of preparing to quit my job and take my freelance full time. So in that sense, the timing was good. (laughs) Timing is never good for those things. But And I had an Etsy shop at the time and that was kind of building a lot of momentum. The freelance was growing. And so I was able to quit my job a little bit after my daughter was born and then launched my course a little bit after that. And that did really well and kind of phased out client work and have focused mainly on digital products, the course, some mini classes and printable planners still on Etsy and stuff like that. So kind of a long (laughs) journey of like my business going through a lot of different types of transitions. But yeah, that's kind of where I am today. So cool. And you also wrote a book about your story. Do you want to share a little bit about the book? Yeah. So it was released in October of 2018. And I had been writing it for about a year before that. So yeah, I just kind of felt like I've always wanted to write a book. I didn't really know what I wanted to write about. 
And then all this crazy life stuff happened. And I just kind of kept having these conversations with other women who had also been through maybe not the exact same thing, but just something similar that kind of changed the whole course of their life. And their life just didn't look how they expected it to when you're a little girl dreaming about what you want your life to look like. So yeah, I just kind of felt like those types of stories were connecting a lot with people and I was blogging about it and it was, my blog was growing a lot at that point. I think women really just connected with that type of story, even if their story was a little bit different. So I thought that would be a good thing to write about. (laughs) So I kind of went through the process of writing a book. I self-published it on Amazon. Didn't really know anything about that process. So just a lot of Googling and figuring it out as I was going. But it was a really great process and the book has been really well received and I hope to write more. I don't know what oh, wow. what else they'll be about, but I for sure want to write more books. So oh, very cool. So can you share a little bit about the different revenue streams you have or more just the areas of your business? Are you doing any one-on-one client work or is it all courses and digital products? Yeah, I don't really do any one-on-one client work anymore occasionally I'll take something on like for my brother. (laughs) He does, he's kind of in the similar online course space. And so he was one of my very first clients and I used to do all of his design work. And so he knows I don't really do that as much anymore, but sometimes he'll still throw some little things my way, (laughs) Uh, which is kind of fun to work on. But yeah, so mainly, I mean, my main stream of revenue is that signature online course, the InDesign Field Guide. And I've got a couple other smaller mini classes and like printable planner type things. So it's pretty much all digital products at this point, just kind of different types, but probably 85% of my income is that main course. So, Oh, okay. Wow. And you've been doing your Etsy shop for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I've had an Etsy shop since like... 2010 or something like really long time ago. And it's definitely, I started it when I was in college and I was just literally throwing spaghetti at the wall and just Mm. selling like old art projects from my art classes and like Mm. anything I could think of. I was just trying different things, but then they came out a little bit after that with the digital download option. And so I kind of got in on that at a good time. I feel like kind of on the ground floor when they were Mm. first launching that. Um, and I was kind of already designing stuff like that for myself, like planners for meal planning or grocery shopping or planning out a garden or things like that. And so I couldn't really find the style that I wanted for myself to use. So I just created my own and yeah, that those took off really quickly and they've kind of dipped back down now. I feel like they hit their peak and then everybody and their mother started selling (laughs) the same types of things, which is Mm -hmm. fine. So it's definitely still income that's pretty consistent, but not as much as it used to be, but it's still there. Yeah. Honestly, Kelsey, I've been following you for a long time and I feel like you've been kind of on the front of a lot of different things. I don't know with your course, like I didn't know anyone else that was teaching in design and then you know, your Etsy shop, you've been there for a long time. I'm curious if you've kind of felt that way, like since you've been running your business, have you hopped on new things or have you been more specific? Yeah, I definitely think you're right. Um, and I don't know if, I mean, obviously that's a good strategy to be on the forefront of things, but I think sometimes a lot of us just kind of happen to be in the right place at the right time. 
And so I think that's kind of how it happened with the digital downloads on Etsy, mm-hmm. just kind of being in it at the right time and then getting into online courses. Like I said before that I was doing freelance and my brother was my biggest client and he was kind of just starting his first online course. I didn't know what a course was and mm-hmm. um, was kind of, you know, I was designing all the things for his so I could kind of see the back end of it and all the different pieces that go into it and the parts of it. And it was really intriguing to me. And I was like, I think I can make one of these. And I really enjoyed teaching in general. And so, yeah, I feel like I got in on that at a good time. So it's not to say if you're not one of the first ones, you can't do it or you can't be successful at it. That's for sure not true. But I think it does help with momentum sometimes to kind of get in on the ground floor of something like that. Yeah. And so when you, you have your Etsy shop, where does most of your traffic for that come from? Pretty much all from Etsy or Google. Um, I don't really do any kind of marketing or anything for that anymore. It kind of runs pretty much on autopilot. So yeah, it's pretty much primarily Etsy. I used to do some, like share some stuff about it on my Instagram, but I haven't in a really long time. So kind of just let it do its thing. Yeah. Okay. And then let's move on to your course or your courses. Is that, are you mostly promoting that on Instagram? Yeah. So I mainly promote that through kind of several different channels. Now my email list has been kind of a big focus of mine the last couple of years. And then social media, Instagram is probably the main place that I hang out and share about it there even that space is getting kind of crowded now and with the algorithms and stuff, it's not always consistent. So, but I enjoy it. I've met a lot of people there and I like the visual aspect of it. And then I just started getting on YouTube and sharing some kind of beginner tutorials and just kind of seeing if I can get traffic, you know, from a different source. I know a lot of people go straight to YouTube to search tutorials for InDesign or programs or whatever. So that seemed like a natural place to try it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are kind of the main three. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about launching as an introvert? Maybe share about like just you and your business as an introvert and then what your launches look like. Yeah. This was kind of like an interesting topic. I feel like a couple of years ago, I mean, the Myers-Briggs personality test has always been fairly popular, but was just kind of on the forefront of my mind a couple of years ago. And a lot of, I feel like maybe as more marketing on Instagram became really big and people were building their entire businesses there. And, you know, people, I'm an introvert and just, I knew a lot of people who um, had businesses they wanted to start, but they were afraid to kind of put themselves out there. They're not like, I don't like to talk on camera or I don't like to show my face or be like the loudest one on the internet. And so I definitely relate to that. And it can be really hard as an introvert to put yourself out there in that way and be vulnerable and open yourself up to criticism. But yeah, so I created this mini class about kind of launching. It's not really specific. I should probably rename it. (laughs) It's not specific just to launching. It's just kind of marketing in general Mm -hmm. for introverts. So kind of teaching them. I went through all the eight introvert types and then kind of researched a lot about each one and kind of gave tips and tricks for each one and how to like kind of harness your personality and use that to your advantage, not as like a, oh, I'm not an extrovert, so I can't do these things as well as these other people. I can't be as loud as them, but there are other strengths that you have as an introvert and you can connect a lot better with people one-on-one usually and connect with other introverts. And I 
feel like we're all kind of drawn to each other <laughs> naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I created that class to just kind of encourage people who feel like they aren't the loudest person out there, but they can yeah. still be successful and profitable and don't have to feel like they have to change their personality to get there. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that you harness your personality in your business? I feel like the longer I've done it, I've maybe, maybe like now I kind of ride the line between introvert and extrovert, at least on the internet, not in person, <laughs> for sure, still an introvert. But I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you get at putting yourself out there. But in the beginning, for sure, like I did not like anything video related. And so I was on a lot of podcasts. And so that seemed like less intimidating to me, I feel like, than a video thing or going to a conference in person or something that can be really intimidating. And then also writing was a big thing for me. So obviously I wrote a book. So before that, I was blogging a ton and even just writing Instagram captions and kind of having conversations with people through Instagram messages or things like that. Just kind of like making that personal connection with people through writing was a big way that I could kind of share my heart and share the things I was doing without it being feeling like really in your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of introverts that I've worked with, they have this belief that because they're an introvert, they don't want to connect or share their story. And that's only for extroverts to do. But it's so apparent in your business by what you said with the blogging and your book. And if you even go to your Instagram feed, there's not like a million pictures of you, but there's really valuable content. And at the end of the day, it's like we're humans and even introverts want to connect. Yeah. It's it's not just extroverts being loud. That means that they want to connect. I just think that's really cool. Yeah. There is one of my friends shared something this week. I can't remember what it was, but it's kind of been on my mind. I think she was at a conference and it was one of the speakers who said like, even if other people are, you know, talking about the exact same things you're talking about or sharing the same type of content, like your audience wants to hear it from you and your perspective on it is different than, you know, all the other places you're seeing it and they're probably not seeing it in all those other places. I feel like also we can kind of get in our little bubble of online business world and we kind of have our have our hand on the pulse or whatever of all the things, all of our competition or people who are doing similar things to us. But our audience usually doesn't really see all that and they want to hear from you. That's why they're following you on Instagram or on your email list. Like they've chosen you <laughs> to be the person to give them that type of information. So don't be afraid to share it with them. Yeah. So you've been in business for like 10 years now. Is that right? Something like that. I feel like it was gradual, but yeah, (laughs) somewhere in there. (laughs) Didn't mean to call you out on that number, but you've you've been growing your business for a long time. And I'm curious, what are some mindset shifts or upgrades that you've had to make along the way to create something that's sustainable? You're sustaining your family. You're the only income in your family. So I'm curious if there are like some little nuggets that you've learned along the way that have really helped you thrive. Yeah. I think in terms of like marketing, kind of going back to what I was just saying related to that, that like people have to see things like multiple times to make a decision about it or to buy something that you're offering or book a call with you or whatever it is that you're wanting them to do. 
So I think it's at first, especially we like post something on Instagram and we're like, here's what I'm doing. And then kind of don't say anything about it anywhere else for a while. And you're like, well, I did that and nobody said anything. And so this isn't going to work. But I had to learn quickly that you have to put yourself out there just over and over and over. And it can feel on your end because you see all the places that you are sharing your thing and it can feel like this is way too much. I'm being too salesy or whatever, but most people aren't seeing all of those. They're seeing maybe two or three and that's what it takes for them to make a decision about it. So I think I had to learn that you have to share the thing if you want (laughs) If you, I always say, if you build it, they will not come. <laughs> you have to tell them about it and to tell them over and over and over. And it'll feel like a broken record, but um, it's not a broken record to them because they're being, you know, kind of bombarded with a lot of other stuff too. So that would be one thing. And then another thing I think is to kind of not just like follow people who are a few steps ahead of you in business, but I mean, try to get to know them. If you've like purchased a course from somebody or did a coaching program or something with someone like be their cheerleader, like kind of, I think I've found a lot of people who have grown their business just by being a testimonial for somebody else who was a little further ahead of them and kind of sharing about how that helped them. And those people will share about you because they want to promote whatever it is that they're selling. So I think kind of learning from those people and finding a way into their ecosystem is a great way to kind of just, I mean, learn where you want to go and see how those people have grown and what you can learn from them. And then also kind of getting into their audience a little bit too. So don't feel trapped in your bubble. You can, you can branch out (laughs) to all the other people who are doing similar things to you or things that are totally different, but you, you can still learn from how they're doing it and apply it to what you do. Yeah, that's so good. What kind of advice then would you give someone who maybe is trying to look for a passive income or a new income stream, whether that's a course or digital product, where would you give them advice to start? Yeah, that's a great question. I always say kind of start with your email list. So if you don't have one, you can start one. Everybody starts at zero, (laughs) literally everyone. (laughs) So don't be intimidated by that. But I think if you have some kind of idea of, you know, a topic or something you want to share about or whatever your business in general is about, that's enough to go on. You don't have to have like a solid, I'm going to create this course with this topic or whatever. Just having something general that you can start to build that email list and get people interested in it and maybe share free content in some way, either blogging or if you are into video stuff, you could do YouTube stuff or on a podcast or literally just on Instagram, like starting to share posts that relate to your content and sharing valuable things that an audience is going to learn something from and see value in and invite them to sign up your email list for more. And you can kind of start to build that audience around a topic. That's kind of what I did around InDesign before I launched my course and just kind of feeling out what people wanted to know about that topic, what they like, where were the gaps that they didn't know something and they couldn't quite move past it. Kind of figuring out what those things were. Once you have a few people on your list, you can be emailing them and asking those types of questions about what they want to learn from you, what they're struggling with. And that can kind of guide you more to a specific topic and then just kind of building that thing that that audience is asking for. 
I mean, I would probably say to start small <laughs> in the beginning, not do like a big full blown course that can be intimidating and it can be a big investment for someone who's new to you as well. If they're new on your email list. So maybe something smaller, like a class or just a video workshop or an ebook or something, if you don't want to do video stuff. So I think just playing to your personality and then providing some kind of value to get people to invest with you and actually put money down and that'll kind of put their money where their mouth is a little bit and mm -hmm. see you more as an expert. So yeah, I think email list providing value for free in some way to build that expertise and then offering them something kind of on a smaller scale to get started. And then you can kind of grow from there and add other things as your audience is growing too. I love that idea. I feel like that's the perfect little mini roadmap, especially <laughs> yeah. for an introvert. Cause just you focusing on that email and really creating that deeper connection, asking them questions, getting them to reply back to you. I feel like that's like what introverts are so good at. That's such a yes. little golden nugget thing you can do. And anyone can get started. You only need a few people to talk. Yeah. I think a lot of people have in their mind that they, you can't do anything without like this huge, massive email list of thousands of people. And that's just not true. You can sometimes do a lot more than you could with thousands of people. If you have a smaller group, that's like really dedicated to you and engaging with you regularly, that can be sometimes more powerful and more profitable than thousands of people who are not really even opening your emails. Like there's nothing more frustrating than that. <laughs> so I'd rather have a smaller group that's really engaged that mm. I can count on. That's awesome. Well, Kelsey, where can everyone learn more about you? Yeah. Um, my website is paperandoats.com and then information about the online course about InDesign. I've got a free workshop that anybody can sign up for at any time. And that is at the InDesignFieldGuide.com. And then on Instagram is kind of the main place I hang out, social media world, and that's at Paper and Oats. Amazing. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being a part of the creative expert movement. Share this episode with a friend or on social media so together we can empower creatives to charge more, work less, and fall back in love with their businesses. If you're ready to jump in and become a creative expert, I have a free training where you'll find out yes or no if you're ready to launch an expert product like a course, coaching, or in-person event go to becomeacreativeexpert.com and DM me on Instagram while you're watching so that together we can make a custom plan for you to become your industry's go-to leader. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Expert Podcast. I'll see you next week.